Welcome everyone. I'm so happy you joined us here and this is Conversations with a Goddess. I know that every woman has lived a powerful story and our stories are quite often overlooked and excluded by our culture. Therefore, my intention with these conversations with wonderful women, with goddesses, will serve as a greater awakening to the awareness of our own unique power as women individually and as a collective. Today, my conversation is with Ginger Birkenbuehl. She is a multi-hyphenate creative, artist, designer, prolific writer, innovator, tech leader, good trouble maker, devoted mother of three boys, successful entrepreneur, and a rock star goddess. I salute you, hallelujah, Ginger. Well, that was amazing. Thank you for that. I, I, feel I have like more. I have more, darling. <laughs> <laughs> She's CEO of a premier multi-channel branding agency and benefit corporation, Burke Creative. She's the founder of the Honest Field Guide podcast, a songwriter and performer in the band Utah Carol, a business coach for underrepresented businesses, especially women-owned businesses, and has worked with Tesla, Facebook, and helped design the digital coaching program for Google created to help train underrepresented US business owners to succeed online. So I've always thought you were amazing, Jinja. And, and I just want everybody to look at you because you have such powerful energy. I mean, who, who could do, I, I, you're like always creating, always innovating. Um, and we met when our children were much younger. You still look exactly the same. <laughs> I have post-pandemic gray hair. <laughs> and um, I'm just so very grateful. I know how super, super busy you are. So I'm just, you know, so appreciative that you're here with me and with everybody listening or watching. And so let's get started into some juice because I know you. we both have limited time. You and I were both raised by single mothers. So we're very familiar and witnessed the hustle and the daily grind. And I know that you are a powerful advocate for women, undoubtedly, in all ways. So I'd like to share a quote you just posted on social media, which, which blew my mind. And I've actually had another female friend who was, um, a powerful woman in New York who actually shared the same thing with me when she was given the opportunity to be the Dean of Columbia Business School. So the quote is, a man asked me recently, what do you think is the barrier to your success in business? I paused, took a deep breath and said, I don't have a stay at home wife. Okay, so Many women's lives have been decimated over this past year. Small ways, enormous ways, globally. So I know you must have thoughts about this and wisdom you can offer women. I know that's a huge subject, but you know, you posted that quote. We we could start there. Like I'm very <laughs> like, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, um, yeah, this has been a, a particularly difficult time for um, women 
in the workplace specifically, and then specifically more for women that have and decide to have children, right? Um, I think that when schools were closed, businesses were closed, mobility stopped, um, you couldn't go anywhere, you couldn't travel, um, you know, you just lost all of your connections. Basically, you know, women convene, we get together and we meet each other and, you know, we go for dinner and we talk and we, and we congregate at events and, and, you know, we make relationships with other women and these things all came to a screeching halt. And as a result, um, especially for women that are in the workplace, they lost a sense of their identity because we have, you know, come such a long way, not everyone, but, you know, a lot of women in general conceptually have come a long way. I mean, we're, we're, you know, no longer just, you know, working as secretaries, like in Mad Men, right? I mean, we're actually building things, creating things, funding things. Um, you know, we're part of leadership teams, you know, we're, we're CEOs like myself and like you. And then when the pandemic hit, you're thinking, wow, I mean, all the things that I created for myself and the life I created. And in particularly, if, if you happen to be the bread giver in the family, there's a giant chunk of you that just sort of went out the window. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm actually, I'm home again, again, with, with, with children that are no longer small for those of us that have larger, larger children, like we have, and even, 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 even moms that have, uh, that are working, that have children at home or in daycare, they're, they're really back to a life that they maybe hadn't planned on having to live. And so then it really became, wow, I guess I've been doing a lot more than I thought. I mean, I've been talking a lot about the responsibilities of being a, a mother and a, and a woman and a you know, caregiver and a worker, but now I'm really beginning to see how much work I've really been doing. And it is absolutely too much. <laughs> And so um, I think a lot of women now are starting to take stock of their lives and say, you know what, maybe I should make a change and leave that company or find a company that can, um, you know, meet my needs better in terms of me, yes, wanting to be a normal human being that can feel and, you know, experience things and, and take care of my children and not feel bad about it. You know, and then, you know, now there's some women that are, uh, realizing that they might have to go back to work and they're like, oh, well, you know, even though the last year has been incredibly challenging with my children and trying to work, now I actually don't really want to go back like that. I don't even want to go back. I want my children to be here with me. So yeah, it's a lot. And so one of the reasons why I put that quote out is that the pandemic uh, really presented to me this world that my husband also had to work at home. Right. I'm at home. All the kids are at home. And he's seeing all the work that's involved and he's participating at some levels of certain things. And I'm also though seeing other people that are really, you know, rocket shipping, you know, off the charts with their businesses and they're all men. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, how, you know, what exactly is happening here? What is going on that, that I am sure I'm doing well, I'm growing and, and, and things are, are amazing. I mean, I have, I'm fortunate. I'm, I'm blessed in some ways. I have, you know, a really wonderful home. I have healthy children, you know, you know, everything. I have good things, right? That we have good food, things like that. But I'm also thinking, wow, what, what does it mean that that guy over there who started his business around the same time I did, or that man that's working next to my counterpart for the same amount of time, he is a high, you know, he's higher up in the company. 
this man that I know, you know, has a much larger company with many more people. Why is this happening? And there's one thing, common denominator that's happening. Sure. And there's, there's usually, there's a woman at home taking, holding down the fort while, you know, and I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm saying that this is a real thing. And so when I said, I don't have a stay at home wife, my thought is I would love a stay at home wife. <laughs> Can I have one? Please, can I have a stay-at-home wife? <laughs> you know, I'd like someone to stay home and absolutely allow me to be 100% free so that I can be financially independent in every single sense of the word. And, you know, she should be paid too because frankly, a stay-at-home oh. mom, that's, a, that's work. That yeah. is real work. That is work. And people don't recognize that that is hardcore work. It's, it's not better or worse than what I'm doing. It's just another job. Like every woman in the world has a job. I don't care what she's doing. Savory jobs, unsavory jobs, you know? The, the, the job of invention and the jobs that we've invented. Women have to do these things because we're not necessarily supported in an ecosystem that's conducive to, to us being having any type of independence. So we have to do different things to, to, to make money and to make a living and to be stable. Right. And so anyway, now the what's happened, you know, since 2020 is, listen, I mean, I did not build a life the way I have now for the life that I had in 2020. Right. Like, the, the life I had in 2020 was not the life I built. So my 2020 was like this. My whole ecosystem is not designed for me to live like that. And that's something that I discovered, which I was I was fascinated by. I was like, wow, this is this is incredible. Well, and, and you set up. You had some boundaries. I mean, at what point did you begin to say, I'm not going to take calls on Mondays or weekends? And <laughs> and, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and again, I mean, you did have, you had a husband who was home, a partner who was at home. I mean, it's, it's, it's unbelievable what women are capable of doing. Oh, yeah. We're capable of a lot. Believable. I actually saw something yesterday, a post that showed, um, you know, like a, a piece of wood around a baby's head. It was actually a midwife sort of thing. And mm -hmm. they said, this is 10 centimeters dilated, you know, like make sure you thank your mother, you know, I mean, it's like, I mean, <laughs> that alone is extraordinary, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So and I mean, for women who aren't, you know, don't have children, who aren't caregivers, but also women not only care for their children, they are usually caring for their parents, especially women our age. Yes. So, I mean, there has to be, and, and, and we see these women who, um, you know, so you, you have talked about this, really holding hands with other women. You are a great mentor. You are a great, as I said, advocate for women. You know, you reach down, women reach, reach down for you. You know, that, that makes all the difference, right? Because as you say, then, and we couldn't do that in person, but I'm sure you were doing that virtually. I'm sure. I mean, you were doing yeah. that with your LinkedIn. You were doing that with your Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's been a lot of, um, and that's that's the other challenge. And I'm, I, I really have more, you know, uh, understanding for women that are in the workplace, right? Because that's where I am. I've always been in the corporate workspace my entire career. Um, so uh, the challenge now that is unfortunate for younger women, the longer 
we are not in person in offices, the harder it is for younger women to understand how to navigate this environment. Because if you can't see an older woman in the corporate space who has figured out how to survive that corporate space and how to make it, because again, the corporate spaces are not really designed for us. They were never created with us in mind. They were never put together by a woman didn't create the corporate space, right? So for the younger women that are, you know, coming in, they need to see women walking through the office and and communicating um, with other women and other men. Um, they need to have information. How do I get to this place to get to my next career move? Um, they need to talk to other women to understand, um, you know, this just happened. Does this make sense to you? Or how do I solve this problem? And um, without that sort of opportunity in person to actually see things, then what's a younger woman in the corporate space? How is she going to learn? How is she going to figure out how to how to actually build a career that's going to last her um, for a couple of we're talking decades, right? We're talking decades. And then if you decide, you know, that you want to have a child, you need to kind of understand what that looks like. And every woman doesn't choose to have a child, but every woman still needs help and understanding and 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 guidance for how to make it in a patriarchal workspace, which are everywhere, unless the woman decides, you know, she's going to work for a smaller company that's run by a woman, which is awesome and amazing. And that's probably a little bit of a different situation because women that open their own companies um, have a different process because they need different things that 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 they haven't really gotten in the corporate space. So I think that's even more of a reason why um, women should be opening their own businesses. And it's just harder for us to do it because we're not getting enough money. We don't have the right relationships. We're not meeting on the golf course or wherever else, you know, a lot of other men meet to to do business and to try to, you know, make money. So um, that's why this is a hard space for us because we're not in person. Like we gotta get, we need to get together with, with each other again, right? Um, so that we can make, move forward and, and, um, and, and build something long-term for, for us. And again, you know, you mentioned collaboration, women, um, I think more women are now beginning to realize, not all women, I wish we all had a collective consciousness, but we don't, but like, I feel like there's, there's a lot of women now that are starting to say, oh, so we do have power. We do have the ability to demand things and ask for things. We do have the ability to sit up and say, no, I don't think we're going to do that. We need to do this instead. And recognizing that you know, women can bring other women together. That just means that you have to decide, you have to say, I can do this. I'm not afraid. I'm going to stand out. I'm going to, like you said, reach out, reach down, reach up, reach everywhere to get other women to the table and to the process and to the conversation. You know, women have to decide. We, we're A lot of times we're scared. We're scared we're going to lose our jobs. We're going to lose our stature. We might lose our marriage. We might lose our relationship. You know, I mean, what? It, there's all kinds of fears we have. We may not have the money to take care of our, our parents. Right. All of it. All of it. You know, I was reading somewhere. Did you read this about imposter syndrome? You know, stop stop saying you have, you know, this imposter syndrome. It's the bottom line is because we, we think we're supposed to behave. I mean, this is simplification, but we're supposed to behave like the men we see who are successful. Right. So therefore right. we feel like we're not doing it, you know? And, and I have to say, and I, I'm sure this is somewhat, but we're, we're speaking more about this and reading more about this, you know, VaynerMedia has, you know, what is um, chief, heart, chief heart officer or, you mm -hmm. know, 
you know, and, and yeah. so we're talking more about I know her, right? She, uh, what's her name? Claude, Claude, she's Silver, amazing. Claude Silver. What, but anyway, yeah. Right. Like, so that, you know, we're, we're learning, like, this is, this serves everyone, right? Yeah. It's this. So I really, Jinda, I want to talk to you because you founded Burke Creative in 1997. Yeah. 25 years ago. Who, what woman <laughs> would start her own business? I mean, how old were you? Oh yeah. I don't talk about age. Okay. Well, you were, you were very young. <laughs> I know, but I'm teasing. I mean, but like you, I mean, 1997, I was like 1997. That was, I mean, like 25 years, like a lifetime ago. Yeah. Well, and I mean, it, it, it was a lifetime ago. Right. So, and now it's officially a benefit corp. Yeah. Which it all not a B Corp. It's not a it's not a B Corp. I'm not certified B Corp, but benefit corporation. Yeah. Got it. So and so you were way ahead of the curve, leaving corporate, becoming an entrepreneur. So was it like a calling? Was the universe like wake up, wake up? You have big work to do. This is not you must leave. I mean, how did it how did it roll out? You know, I mean, yeah. even if you were 50, you know, I mean, and, I mean, women at any point on the trajectory, as you said, it's a lot up out of what may be perceived as a safety net, a 401k. You and I were talking about this, yeah. benefits, but more and more women are becoming dissatisfied with that structure and until the structure, as you said, I mean, really what has to happen is the systemic patriarchy has to begin to crumble. And everyone has to wake up to the fact that, okay, we need, as you said, it wasn't, we wasn't designed for us. So we're like trying to plug ourselves into it, but you, I want to, I really think that a little bit of that story and hearing a little bit of that story would serve other women. So, well, I mean, I love the question because a lot of women are asking that question right now and trying to decide what their next move is. And for me, um, there's a couple things at play. One, um, my husband and I started a band called Utah Carol, and I was spending a lot of time writing songs, you know, with my husband. And I was feeling at that time, obviously wasn't be getting satisfaction at, at my workplace, right? And I thought, well, you know, I really don't know if I want to be doing this. And one of the things about being in a corporate space is you are very constricted to the corporate environment and to the language and to you know, always showing up ready and perfect all the time, um, you know, and it's, 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 it's incredible. Um, I also think that I wanted the ability to choose my own clients and make decisions and do work that I was interested in doing. Um, I'll never forget when I was working at uh, one of the large companies and the cost of the project was the amount of money that could feed multiple villages in other countries. And I thought, am I seriously doing this project at this scale with this amount of money? Like, what is this project? This is ephemera. This is going to be in the garbage in another month. You know, so there's always been sort of this for me, um, an interest and a desire to do something meaningful that has value. Because fundamentally, when you're thinking about um, branding and graphic design, it's, 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 it's not, you know, uh, it's not saving the life of another human being unless you decide the kind of work I'm doing is going to go in that direction. So one of the benefits of me opening my own company was I could do projects that I felt aligned with my values and gave me the freedom um, to keep making music with my husband. We made three records and you know toured Europe and, and this is all before I had children, right? Um, 
One of the challenges though today for women that decide they want to leave the corporate space is they're really deciding that, well, maybe they're not even deciding, they don't even know, but when you leave uh, a company, especially if you're at a prestigious company, you are leaving behind a brand association with your name, which some women are not prepared for when they walk out. When they realize that that brand name and prestige of the company they're with, that they were with is no longer attached to their name, Sometimes there's a fear of, of, you know, who am I? Imposter syndrome, what's my worth? And so you really have to think about what your ultimate goals are in your life before you make a move to move out. You know, you have to say, okay, my goal is to, by this amount of time, be in this place in my life, or maybe my goal is to go back to school, or my goal is to pivot to a different type of a career, or my goal is to really reduce my work hours and that's really it. Or my goal is I actually fundamentally just need more money. So that means that my goal is to find a job that's gonna pay me much more than I'm making right now. So if you, if you have an idea of what your goal is, you'll have more courage to make a decision to leave or stay. And then you're being more strategic in your approach versus just you know running on emotion. You can't continuously run on emotion. You have to have you know a strategy and an understanding and a reason so that you can be prepared for whatever you'll be faced with when you make that move. I mean, there's some women that left their you know situations and then the pandemic hit. Right, right, and right. They're like, oh my gosh, like I would you have left your company if that if you had known this was going to happen? And some one woman I spoke with recently, she said, actually, what happened to me when the pandemic hit and I was I had my own company. I had more clarity than I ever had in my life. I realized that that's, this is actually what I should be doing because now I can actually emerge and be myself and really you know, help the people that I've been wanting to help my whole career. This is perfect for me. And other people are like, oh my, other women, oh my gosh, I need to go back and get a job. This is so scary, you know? So it just depends on the person. It depends on the woman and how, what her, what's her risk tolerance. What is your risk tolerance, you know, as a woman? What is it? Because we have a lot more to risk. And especially if you're an older woman that's entering maybe her third chapter in her career. Do you feel that, uh, that I mean, you as you've had your own business, I mean, obviously you've been very successful this whole time. I'm sure there have been, you know, peaks and valleys. But oh, do yeah. you feel like... Because you're you're you are really um, you have been ahead of the curve. You have chosen clients that really have, I mean, you could, it's a socially responsible, right? But do you feel that now people are more like finding you and searching for you than you going out and and um, hunting? Really? I mean, I would think that you love hunting. Outfitted. Yeah, I know. I love hunting. You're, you're you're you know you and I are both kind of New York. We're hunters. Yeah, yeah. In a, in a feminine way but we yeah like i mean i mean seriously i i have no shame in hunting i love hunting um it's a lot of fun um i have i'm type a and you know that's something that i enjoy doing um definitely i am a purpose-driven company and i'm looking for purpose-driven companies and purpose-driven companies are looking for me so i think it's still right. you know it still goes both ways i'm i'm always you know looking out for companies that share values or that I see opportunity where I can make a difference in their lives or whatever they're trying to do. And I know that when they find me, they're they're amazed. They're just like, wow, this is so great. I've learned a lot because I'm very generous with when I work with clients, right? Um, I I know there's some there's some people that say, you know, Ginger, you're just too generous. You give away too much, or um, you know, like 
make sure every single thing you do, you get paid for. And believe me, I have a different idea around that now since 2020, because 2020 took a lot of my energy. It took a lot of everybody's energy, right? All, a lot of women I know, all of their reserves were used up in 2020. And you're, you're sitting here 2021 saying, okay, I don't have any more reserves. So what does that mean? How do I get the energy back? So for me, yes, I'm very generous, but now I'm a little bit more like generous, but let me help you here, but let's talk about how much this is going to cost there. So I really do have a little bit of a different strategy now. And it really is because, you know, I learned a lot last year. Right. I figured a lot of things out. Yeah. And I think boundaries, you know, boundaries are very, I mean, very, very important, you know, I, and I think you, you know, I just, I, I read something the other day that said, you know, we don't have to be like an electrical fence that when somebody <laughs> comes near, they like electrocute themselves. We can just actually hold the light and from that place, know that we should be treated in a sacred way, right? So a sacred way is, wow, you have had this business for 25 years. You know what the, you're doing, you know? And I wanna align myself with your business because I, you know, you have this bigger consciousness of service and also doing extraordinarily good work that gets results. I'm, I need to pay you what you're worth right? And the generosity, but I think you're to address this also, Ginger, that have you read this article in the New York Times um, by Dr. Adam Grant about languishing? No, I haven't seen that one. Yeah. So basically I thought it was a great word because I think all of us are, as you said, really the re resources, we've had to bring them so much inside just to make sure that we were managing our own stress levels right? And mm -hmm. taking care of things moment to moment, as opposed to using our energy for, uh, I mean, so many of my female friends for our visions yeah. and our future creations, right? We're creators, right? We are creators. And so, and so it was like, no, 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 no. So I think we're trying to recover. We're in recovery, you know, of like, what is that? I don't know about recovery yet. You really okay. think we're in recovery still? I mean, I feel like we are I don't think that we've had an opportunity to grieve because we've been moment to moment. Yeah. Well, I'm right. Exactly. So recovery. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like, a, it's like an ice cream Sunday. I feel like I cry and then I feel like, Oh, I have an idea. And then, you know, yeah. like there's been a lot of tears for a lot of women that I know. Yeah. And I think there's still a lot of loss happening. Right. I mean, there's still, uh, people are still in pain losing loved ones, um, you know, the situation that's happening in other countries right now, specifically India. So I don't know that we, we haven't had a chance to get healthy yet. So I don't know how we can recover until we're, until we're healthy. And then when we get healthy, you know, there's probably going to be a period of, of loss and mourning because of things that have disappeared, not just family and friends and, and human, you know, people, but um, ideas and concepts and processes and things that we've become so used to, um, they're just not there anymore. And frankly, some of these things should not be there and they should never come back, right? There's things that should be, you know, this is like a once in a lifetime opportunity to really make some systemic changes to make lives better for people. And it's not only the big systems that can make changes because there are larger companies, frankly, um, and the government that should be making 
some big moves to say, you know what, this has to be now. We can't do this anymore like this. But even for individuals like you and I, um, we don't have to re necessarily rely on large companies and large governments to make changes. We can make changes now too, now that we've seen the things we've seen. It's like, you can't unsee this stuff anymore. You can't go back and say, I don't know what you're talking about. It's like, yes, you do. You know exactly what we're talking about. You know exactly what you saw. You know exactly what you felt. You know exactly what happened. We can't do this anymore. So I kind of think um, when I think about recovery, I don't know that we're recovering. I think we're relearning and new learning new things right now. I know I am. I'm still learning. I'm still listening and 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 figuring out um, that um, you know people. First of all, everybody's different. Everyone's different. Everyone has a different perspective. Everyone has a different thought. I don't know what anybody's thinking. Nobody knows what I'm really thinking. And because of that. We just have to be open to, you know, different ideas. I mean, as long as they're not hurting people, as long as no one's getting hurt from from alternative thinking and alternative ideas, as long as no one's dying from it, right? I think that's where we have to be. So for me, anyway, personally, I don't know that I can say I'm in recovery. I think I'm in, and I'm not in a state of abundance. I think I'm in a state of of more personal growth and more understanding. But one thing for sure that I've realized because of 2020 is that, as you said in the very beginning, women have an extraordinary amount of power that we have not tapped into or leveraged for whatever reason, whether it's intentional out of, or whether it's out of fear or whether it's out of not knowing. I think that women now are starting to understand and emerge and say, you know what, don't mess with us because, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we are not going to allow this anymore. And I'm, I'm hoping that that's gonna happen at scale, at least start in the United States first. I mean, I can't well, speak to other yeah. countries, right? I think the more, the, the more voices, the more we amp up our energy, I do yeah. definitely think that it, it's, a, it's a collective awakening for sure. And, and thank you, you are brilliant. I am definitely racing toward recovery. And I still on the date, cause I mean, I'm like, huh? but I'm still day to day, you know, Yeah. in the weeds, you know, and I, and, and learning and growing and you articulated that so, so beautifully, Jinja. So I think um, that just is a very good, different mindset, you know, that we don't have this expectation that we're supposed to come out smiling and happy, you know, that there is still so much work to be done. There's so much to do. And, and I do think again, you know, um, each of us has our own individual part in that, right? And we are doing, we are dismantling. We are dismantling, you know? And I think we are, I think we are, I and, do. And it's happening inside each of us as well. You know, not only are external systems, you know, that as you say, we can no longer pretend, I, I didn't see that, I didn't know that. And, and so I think that's the same thing that's happening within each of us. You know, that there are places inside of us where it's like, no, uh, my partner has not helped me at all in 2020. And I no longer want to be in that relationship. Done. Yeah. You know? So I think that, you know, or part of the challenging conversations with any number of our relationships, because we've really had the time to sort of winnow it down and see where, where our values, what are our values, you know? Right, right. So yeah, and even even deciding um, that it's 
maybe time for some new relationships, as you said. I mean, removing some of the ones that are not serving anymore. And you discovered that in 2020, possibly. And realizing I have to find different relationships now because I have a whole different set of needs and requirements and values. And I have to more align myself with people that share those values too. You know, I mean, there was a time when you might say, um, you know, all voices must be heard and bring everyone to the table. Well, you know, maybe not, <laughs> maybe not, maybe not, because we really got to focus on building positive things and you can't look back and try to fix certain things. You just have to go forward and build something entirely new, entirely new. Well, you are that woman. I mean, you, you I'm working on it. I, you, but I was just like, oh my gosh, you just, I was like, when did the benefit corporation happen? <laughs> and, then, and then I, and then it's like, the, okay, so then you're also, are you essentially a co-author of Changemaker Village? Oh, Changemaker Village. Yeah, I love that. You know what? That's one of those examples of a woman, two women coming together and saying, I can't take it anymore. Let's do something different. And so, yeah, um, Change, uh, Changemaker Village is a book that actually Mel Casman Bloom wrote, um, but it came, it, it was born out of a conversation that we started on LinkedIn, which is, which is the new gathering for women in business. It really is. LinkedIn is the gathering for women in business. And it, it came out of a conversation where um, Mel Casman um, Bloom, who wrote the book, um, she said, I'm going to change. I'm not going to, I'm going to dismantle racism. She basically was saying, I'm going to dismantle racism. I'm, it's done. I'm, I'm, my whole life, I'm going to dedicate to making a change. And um, I loved her, you know, her article. Um, but there was one thing missing because she had a whole bunch of things she wanted to change and wanted to do. And I said, well, I want you to make a special bullet point for black women. And it should be, I'm going to ensure that I help black women. I, I, I speak up for them and um, I help them move forward. And if I'm going to talk or work with a black woman, I'm gonna make sure she gets paid for her work. And she said, you know what, you're right. And she took my content and she put it in her post. And I thought, wow, that was bizarre and amazing. And then she called me and said, I wanna to talk to you. And I said, okay, let's have a conversation because you know what? I'm like, it's 2020, everything's on fire. <laughs> What's the worst that can happen? Um, so uh, yeah, we had a conversation and she said, let's make something together. I said, what do you want to make? She's like, I don't know. And I said, well, what should we do? She's like, let's come up with something. So we decided on um, this book and we built it together. She wrote it and I was responsible, um, to use all of my branding, you know, skills, um, to design the book, you know, make the cover and also art direct her artist to help, um, to help ensure that. The characters, which is a, a little um, Jewish girl and a little black girl together are trying to change the world to make sure that the characters were, you know, created with dignity and with a, a cultural lens. And I also wrote the forward, but the main thing that's important about that process, and it gets back to the, in, the financial independence space that I'm trying to help women understand they can do well as much as they can. I mean, not completely, but we can we can do a lot. Um, I helped Mel um, establish her own publishing platform. Um, so she has full, you know, intellectual control over her content. Um, I helped her establish her platform on ASCAP, which is a music um, rights organization because I co-wrote a song for her. So now she's actually a songwriter publisher. Um, helped her understand um, what systems she needed in place 
so that she could build her entire publishing platform for the subsequent books that she'd be writing. And this is something that was great for her. She's like, I had no idea. And I said, well, why would you need to know? Because prior to 2020, you didn't need anything. You were, everything was fine. But now you know that we're here and you can start taking the time to see right how you can build things and how you can open up and look up from your table and look around and realize there's other opportunities that are happening in the world they've always been there we just never we just maybe haven't really looked at them the way we are right now and now that she knows it's like she'll never go back it's like you know you'll never go back <laughs> so she's got her own thing and and that was that was a beautiful outcome and and um i think the 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 benefit of it at the at the end of the day was um you know three women came together and wrote a book together built this beautiful experience and we didn't know what we didn't know what the actual outcome was going to be we didn't even know each other we didn't even know each other and it turned out to be really wonderful so the book all the sales all the proceeds from the book go to the NAACP right it's right it's available on Amazon um which is you and know part local, of the whole process bookstores local bookstores too um, yeah, it's actually, I don't know if it actually is in some local bookstores. I think that um, it's available on Amazon. You can buy it on Amazon and you can ship it from Amazon. Um, it's also available digitally on Apple. Oh, and yeah, it would be great if it was in all the bookstores, but that's another, that's like a phase three thing that we're working on to say, okay, now that I've helped you establish this entire, you know, smorgasbord, right, right. you know, of opportunity, let's maybe think about what does a real publishing environment look like? But then, you know, when you do that, you lose your, you lose your control of your intellectual property. So that's a goal, right? Like decide what's your, what's your goal. So anyway, it's a lot, it was a lot of fun. Thanks for asking me about that. Oh my God. I, I love, I mean, I love, there's a verb that, you know, called sistering. That's essentially what you did. Oh, sistering. I've never heard that. Sistered each other. You know, sistering. And I mean, and that's an example of your general, hmm. but you know, Ginger, right? That generosity that flows from your heart, you know, I can see how just full of love and happiness you are that you actually, you had that wisdom, right? And so there, there again, that is really, I mean, you have another quote, which I don't know if I have, I, I don't know if I included it about, um, oh, oh. If we all collaborated without greed and selfishness, especially women, we would be in a better place today. Yeah. That's your quote, right? Mm -hmm. So that was a prime example of that. And everyone benefits. And, you know, I mean, I, you and I, I we don't have much time. But I could, um, I would love to talk about that financial independence piece because I think that's, that's huge. I mean, that's women, it, that's most, big. most women on the planet are impoverished or financially insecure yeah yeah and, it's real and in and unless we sister one another honestly it's it's a it's a hard slog you know i mean the fact that you did your own thing in 97 just speaks volumes about your courage and um and your your ability to really believe in yourself and some of us are hardwired with that you know and some of us then it's reinforced by our our family system and other places but the fact that you did that so it's beautiful that 25 years later, you're this, you know, fountain of wisdom. You know, you have life experience and goodness and skills that you are sharing, you know, with, with the corporations you work with, but also, you know, on a one-on-one -on -one level too. So, and you're an, I have been in classes that you've offered through Google 
and you're an incredible facilitator and instructor. So well, thank you. I mean, you were my first, uh, you were in my first cohort when I launched. I didn't even in know. 2017. I had no idea. I mean, I've actually, you know what I have to say? You were totally influential because it gave me permission at my age. I'm okay with my age because I just turned 58. It gave me permission. So that was four years ago, right? 54 to be like, oh, I, I can, I can create a website. I can, you know, I can post something and you know, it's, I think these limiting beliefs, right? We all yes. talk about that more. So, um, I also, we two seconds and then I have two more questions and we'll finish up. Do you want to talk about journey of gratitude? Oh, my journey of gratitude platform. Yeah, that was, um, journey of gratitude, which is journeyofgratitude.org. That was actually my pandemic project. So um, before the pandemic hit in, I think it was February, I had dinner with this wonderful woman-owned business in Chicago um, called Kelly Marie Thompson. She owns a company called Fleur. And um, I had been coaching her um, at that point, probably for about a year about business. And she was doing a lot of other things. I mean, she was doing Goldman Sachs and going to all kinds of stuff. And she's just this really wonderful um, business owner. and. At dinner, I was saying, you know, I really want to help you um, with some of your work. You're doing such beautiful things with flowers. Um, she has a flower retail storefront, um, but she doesn't just sell flowers. I mean, she's actually an artist. So she does a lot of not only interesting arrangements, but she has interesting environments in her store that combine flowers with, you know, tools and, and other objects and things like that. And I said, oh, I would love to do a book for you. And I, and I want, but I, but I want the book to be, um, I want you to take the pictures, right? I want you to take the picture, but you have to agree to be art directed by me to do it. Um, and she was like, a book? She's like, I've been thinking about a book. I'm like, yes, we need to put your artistry in a book. And so anyway, pandemic hit. I was like, man, how am I going to do this? But I decided, I think maybe three, three, two or three months in, I said, you know, that's still a project that I want, I want to bring to life. So but instead of it just being Kelly, um, I decided I wanted to have other women be a part of it as well. So I reached out to two other women that I that demonstrated beautiful executions of their vision on Instagram. And um, they all agreed to be a part of my journey of gratitude, which is basically a platform where I subsidize, um, you know, art directing the woman to help her, the, the business owner, the business owner woman, to help her understand how she can use simple tools that she has um, to create beautiful images of her work. And I will art direct and I will draw sketches and say, lay everything out like this, lay things out like this, and kind of teach the process of branding and and um, and photography and, and how to get the vision in your head onto a board, which then can show up in a picture that I would then put in a booklet. And then I had all of the women businesses write an artist statement um, to help explain why they started their company and what it means and all the beautiful things associated with their business. And then I put these three different books together and I printed them and I made several copies for the women-owned businesses. And so they use these books for marketing. Um, they use them to for giveaways and things like that. Um, one of the women that I made the book for, Belchazar Jewels, um, she actually, um, because of the book, she had a buyer, like, I don't know, it wasn't a Nordstrom, but one of these large people, one of these large companies, um, want to buy more of her jewelry because he's a jewelry maker. And then the other woman, um, Martha May um, from Andersonville, um, she actually 
curates really beautiful custom objects and items from all over the world and she sells them in her store so she has like beautiful pens and beautiful paper and and high-end paper clips right and like $80 scissors that you would never find in Staples or something. And so anyway, that that's what I did with that. And I'm actually um, about to do the um, create the platform for the next three women. So that's my next that's my next I have three more women that I'm going to be bringing on um, for my next series for the journey of gratitude book. So yeah, it's like one of my I thought, you know, what? I gotta do something I have to I have to figure out a way to help some of these women in business because you know, listen, one of the women, Martha May, she had to shut her retail storefront down, but now she's selling everything online and um, she's got customers now in Los Angeles. She never knew, never knew she could make money and sell things to people in LA because she was retail. So she was nose down. She right. thought this is my life, but now this is like opened up all kinds of things for her. Right. A blessing, a blessing. Of Total it. blessing. Well, and I, I also I also think it's really important as a woman, you also shared your vision and then, you know, you tap into each other's vision and then she's yes. like, oh, I actually am capable of this. It is totally possible. I can yeah. have e-commerce, you know, like, whereas maybe I may not have done it or two years down the road. I mean, there's the sistering, you know, babe, really. Okay. It was really so, fun too. It was just fun. I mean, I, I actually got really lucky because these women they took really good art direction. They were very coachable because I'm not an easy person when it comes to perfection and beauty. And like, I know what it has to look like for it to sell. Right. And, um, but they came in and I'm like, oh my gosh, why have you ever, ever, ever hired anybody to do anything? You have everything you need within yourself. Now you can see oh, it just go. Wow. Yeah. So like, that's a huge statement. Why would you ever hire anyone? You have everything you need within yourself. Yeah. I've had two girlfriends in the past two weeks share that in, in, in a group, you know, like I was going to hire, that's not to say you shouldn't hire people. No, you do have to hire people. You have to hire people for lots of things. Where we outsource as opposed to really insourcing, right? Where we really think maybe I am capable of this. I should explore that first. Yes. And, and, and then you know, and then as you say, you know, have a strategy, articulate what you really want to do, and then you can, but wow. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, and I say that not to say women should do everything and carry all the weight. I'm talking about the creative vision spot. Um, one of the barriers for some women to decide to leave a company or to start their own business is they don't think they're capable of, of bringing the vision to life. Right. And there's not, there's some, there's a few things you can do to bring your vision to life that don't require, you know, launching a big giant thing and, and doing and, and helping these three business owners actually see that they can create, that the vision that they have can show up in so many different ways. And there's not just one way for the vision to show up. There's multiple ways a vision could show up. And then when you execute on the vision, you can use that execution in different ways. I mean, that's, that was the whole point of it. It's like sort of just say, you have the eye, you've got the beauty, you have the dream, and we can execute it and put it out in the world in, in a completely different way. You don't have to always, it doesn't have to be the store, right? It doesn't have to be the store. And mm -hmm. so what happened when the books got produced, they had the books, um, it ended up getting media coverage in multiple places. They ended up having images they could show all over Instagram. They were able to run contests. 
you know, and they were able to explain, have a story around a collaborative process to help hopefully model that collaborative process for other women to do the same. I mean, you have to start somewhere. Babe, you must have really, I'm just imagining, like, I know you sleep, but you must have wild dreams when you sleep. (laughs) Well, it is Friday and wine is coming soon. No, but like your, your brain, darling, you know what I mean? I mean, I'm glad you left in 1997. You know, the world needed you, man. You know, in a yeah, big- I was a little bit of a, I was definitely a big personality wherever I worked. And, um, you know, and that's the other thing too. I think, um, you know, we have this idea we're supposed to be on a certain path. I mean, we haven't, we're, we're given narratives. A oh. lot of us are given narratives. And I mean, I don't know that I was given a narrative because my mother did raise me to be a, a free spirit. But I do know that as I was, you know, getting older out of college, I was looking at other people's narratives and I was looking at trying to see, do I have one? Like, what is this that I'm doing? And, you know, you go out there and explore things. And I was always very curious and I don't take no for an answer either. So I think for me, just going through the corporate workspace, um, you know, I thought, well, okay, I did that. I tried it. I saw it. I understand it. I get it. And I learned a lot, you know, so, um, you know, just taking it. Now we have to figure out how business owners, female business owners can also be financially stable and create wealth and legacy. Yeah, I mean, that's like, we, we that, yeah, that is, that is, a, that is a, uh, you know, Julie, we should do a, you know, a three-day goddess festival with the sole purpose of strategizing around what will it take for women to, create platforms and environments where they can make their own money, save their own money, invest their own money and ensure wealth for, you know, their children. I I mean, without having to necessarily depend on a partner to do it. Absolutely. I mean, I I mean, how do we do that? Like, what does that look like? I was swimming outside this morning and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. It's up to me. It's up to me. You know, I'm the one that has to create the wealth and the legacy, you know? So I think, and I was actually thinking like, how do we begin, you know, what would that look like? So I'm in babe. So you let your little beautiful, creative, innovative being. And, and I mean, and you know, I love connecting so we can talk offline about this, but I, you, I, 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 women already are popping into my brain. We could totally do that. And I'm totally in. I'm ready for it. I don't know if you saw the interview um, with Meghan Markle and Prince Harry and um, Oprah Winfrey. Yeah. But the one thing that stood out to me about that conversation was when he said, my mother ensured that I would have financial security. My mother. My mother. My mother. My mother. My mother. Not the future king of England? I'm having chills. I'm having chills just remembering that he said that I thought, I thought, you know what, Prince Harry, you are now my guy. I mean, it was just so amazing to have him say that. Now, granted, you know, these people are from wealth, but he didn't say his dad. Well, that's the shocking thing. That's the thing. I know. I was like. He said I could, he said I could leave because my mother protected me. She left me money yeah now that is is it is that every mother's dream well at least it's my dream yes i i I feel similarly 
And, you know, what did Madeleine Albright say about women? You know, you ensure the security of women, you ensure, you ensure yes. international security, right? We yes. give micro loans to women. They, they support other women. They support their community. We give micro loans to men. Sorry, guys. Very few men listen to this podcast that, that they, they drink it and they smoke it. And they, <laughs> and they, use, it, they use it for, they use it for sex. So it's like, okay, well, well, well men, men don't need micro loans, Julie, they get VC funding. Well, yes, in this country. Yes. No, I, and that's, that's I'm just saying, I'm saying conceptually, I'm saying yes, conceptually, yes, yes. right. They do get VC funding conceptually in other countries. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Your number one wish for women. I think you've said a hundred wishes that you have for women. So my number one wish for women really is to understand that you have the ability to make change and you have power and you know small moves big moves you can help another woman be successful you can and um this is whether you're in a corporate environment or a small business environment or you know working in retail i mean women have to join forces and so my dream is that women decide that i am going to whatever i do for the rest of my life i'm going to try to help another woman be successful. Oh my God. I'm not going to tear her down. She's going to be successful. I'm going to be intentional about it. I'm, I'm going to be intentional about not judging, um, not being, uh, not looking upon other women with critical eyes. I'm going to, you know, let a woman be, and I'm going to be a part of helping her be successful. And that's, that's what I would wish. Cause yeah. it's worked for me. It's worked for me. I want to cry. I mean, like, I'm, I'm just seeing that possibility, the future, uh, if, if that were to be the case, it would be, it would be amazing. And yes, how, it would be amazing. How much safer the world would be. So much safer, so much safer in every way you can think of. Yeah. So your number one wish for yourself, darling. Oh, my number one wish for myself. Um, oh, wow. Not as easy. We can, I, we, I'm not gonna let you off the hook, but <laughs> you can always, you can always add to it later. And I mean, I love this because it's Mother's Day weekend. I don't mean to date right. your podcast, but oh, you're, I mean, that's fantastic. this is a special weekend for moms. I didn't even realize it was Mother's Day until my mom and I were like, oh, is it Mother's Day on Sunday? Or like, that's what's happened with this crazy, you know, world we're in. Um, so what do I wish for myself? Well, I wish for number one health because I need to be healthy in order to ensure the safety of my family. So I just, I wish for health for a very long time so I can, you know, see some of these things through that I, that I have in my, in my dreams, you know? And then if I were to have a second wish, I would say a $50 million contract. Okay. <laughs> and $50 million you know, contract will take care of a lot of things. Absolutely. And so shall it be or something even more extraordinary and juicy, babe. And so shall it be. Great I long see. health, you know, live long, die short. Right? Just yes. Right. When you're finished with your, your work, babe. And your boys are your boys are sailing and you know. Exactly. And fifty million dollar contract. You heard it here. <laughs> For sure. I love that. That's what I'm looking for. Let's make it happen, yep. Julie. Yep. 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 <laughs> so shall it be. 
So please visit Jinja's site, BurkeCreative.com. You can also find her on Instagram at Burke Creative and on LinkedIn at Jinja Birkenbuehl. There's an abundance of Jinja's very beneficial and practical content on the web. The book Changemaker Village is available on Amazon. It's beautiful. Buy it for your children, buy it for your children's friends. All of her contact information will be posted in the details or are posted below our podcast on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple podcasts. And thank you, beautiful Jinja. Oh my gosh. Just hallelujah. I just want to say <laughs> it again, you know, bless your beautiful heart. Bless you for all the extraordinary work you're doing, for elevating women, for seeing a different future for all of humanity. You know, you are, as I said, a rock star goddess. So thank, thank you. Thank you, Julie. You. I loved you all. Thank you so much.